Welcome, everyone, to another GateWorld fan commentary. I'm Darren. I'm David. And today we're watching one of my favorite Season 2 episodes of Stargate SG-1. And I hope you're all synced up to watch with us. It's a matter of time. This is one of the coolest visual effects sequences of Season 2 that that open this episode. I mean, this is just a cool sequence. Mm-hmm. Something's going on deep in outer space. Yeah. And I don't know how many episodes of Stargate actually open with a extended visual effects sequence. This may be the longest. Uh, pretense opens with a pretty big one. Mm, that's right. With yeah. the, the ship chase. Yeah, exactly. Scara. <clears throat> it's also one of the first episodes that really focuses, at least at the beginning here, on another SG team. Yeah. Yeah, this is not something that you see every day. A bunch of red shirts running. Red shirts, yeah, that's right. Uh, this is poor old SG-10. Henry Boyd's team. There's Henry Boyd. Yeah. And as we'll learn a little bit later in the episode, I think this guy was hand-picked by Jack O'Neill yeah. to lead an SG unit. The this two is, of those um... guys go back. This is key to the the novel, A Matter of Honor, and it's uh, it's second part of the cost of honor too. Was recovering this team. Yeah, they so. did a Fandemonium did a two part novel series. Yep, written by Sally Malcolm that followed up on this story years later. It's going so slow. I think there's something wrong with my computer, and it's like, no, that's <laughs> no. how it was shot. <laughs> They're going slow. This is awesome. This is a classic exchange between Jack and Sam. She's explaining how wormholes work. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. This is Samantha Carter Gold. Well, and she's excited because she's able to explain this to him. Uh-huh. And now he's getting impatient. It's a great metaphor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, now here she goes. <laughs> off, the, off the rails, that's it. I know we're supposed to be talking about this episode, but it's just, you got to sit and listen to that. It's just a classic exchange. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tobias Miller. And here's Graham, yeah. Graham Simmons, a.k.a. Um, Zach Adama, a.k.a. I mean, the, the guy is done. Oh, that's right. On yeah. Monster. Yeah. He's a, a significant recurring character in season two. He's uh, one of the gate technicians. And then and they, he sort of up and vanishes later in the series. But he comes back for one episode, doesn't he? He does. They brought him back in what season eight? I wasn't say? wasn't that season eight? For like one episode. I know. And the and explanation that... was he'd like been transferred to Area Fifty One or something and had gotten to come back, but we only. And then you never back. see him again. <laughs> I don't know where Gary Jones is, but he's not in this one. Mm. So, and it makes sense, you know, that you know that that Walter would have a day off every once in a while. 
Yeah, it's nice to get to know other people in the in the technician room, in the control room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There are a couple of others that, that float around. So I think uh, um, one of the others is in, uh, you can see him in Window of Opportunity. I think the Jack's line is, hey, Graham, how's the wife? Mm. And you turn around and you see him as the technician. He says, fine, sir. Yeah, the guy who rides past on the bicycle. Yeah. Or Vern. Hey, Vern, how's the wife? Yeah. And the and the actor's, I believe the actor's name is Vern. So now what we have going on here is a brilliant idea for a gate problem, mm-hmm. which is Henry Boyd's team has dialed in to the SGC from a planet near a black hole. So mm-hmm. time has slowed down. Mm-hmm. So how does the Stargate deal with that is, right. is really, is really the, the sci-fi element to that. When you're connecting to a place that is behaving differently than yours. How is the Stargate going to handle that? Yeah, Relativity says that time is going to pass more slowly on the other side of that wormhole. So how does that affect us, and how does that affect the gate's ability to translate you know, mm-hmm. data, let alone matter if somebody actually made mm-hmm. it to the event horizon and tried to step through? A Matter of Time uh, was originally aired on... Uh, was it, oh on Showtime on January 29th of 1999. Its syndication was uh, was February 7th, 2000. Story was uh, by Misha Roshevich, which I believe is um, so. I, I think I think that that was, that individual was not on the on the staff at that time. I think so. I guess they bought that script mm. or the and, story idea at least. Right. Yeah. But Brad Wright wrote the teleplay and. Um, and uh, Martin Wood directed. This is um, one of my issues uh, with with the rest of uh, uh, of Stargate, specifically What's Atlantis that? and Universe. This 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 kind of episode. This was a. It's these episodes that say, you know what, you can do. You can do stories about Stargate problems. And we got to a point eventually where we ran out of ideas for Stargate problems. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I there think... weren't very many of them the last few years. No, there? no. You had I mean, one with started out with 38 minutes with a great one. minutes, exactly. And, you know, what if half an object goes in? You know, does it come out the other side? And we find that out. And that was a, that was a, a great story. And, I think Universe may have done a bit of one, but I think with like the the time travel stuff. But other than that, it didn't really do that that mm-hmm. much, you know. So back to our story now. Jack O'Neill is getting ready to take his team through the gate to see what Boyd's team was up to, mm. why they dialed in and sent their iris code identifying themselves, but never came through, mm-hmm. and, and no radio contact. And why they sent it so slow. Which, of course, would be absolutely disastrous. If SG-1 actually were to step through this gate, they would effectively be stranded there. So they're going to send them out through and see what we can see. So many extras. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a big team. 
Think about all those actors they had to have there on set just to sort of make the SGC look like a big, busy facility. And that's cool. Red. (laughs) (laughs) And wait for it. Sam's going to figure it out in about 22 seconds. Jeez. There she's got it. Longer light wave. It's red shifted. It's one one of these conceits of the show. You know, you never see the technician say, ma'am, I can't do that. You, know, mm-hmm. you, you can always do it. You can always type it into your computer and make it happen. You know, speed up the the the, the sound of the uh, of the GDO code, change the the wavelength. You know, well, it's working. Of course, this it's what working. They do all all the all the time. They they get trained to do these sorts of things. Yeah. So another one of the cool ways we sort of figure our way into this conundrum and what's going on. First, we had the the iris code coming through really slow. Now the mouth video is coming through really slow. And over the course of these several minutes, we receive several frames. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're in trouble. And Jack wants to go. Of course he does. Well, that's his instinct, you know. I mean, that's... His family is in trouble out there, and he needs to get him back. Yeah. And that's going to play in later in the story. Yeah. Meet somebody from Jack's past. Yeah, this is cool. So cool. Oh, yeah, that sucks. (laughs) And now that Jack knows what's going on, yeah, he's a smart guy. He knows how these things work. Oh, he's an astronomer. Yeah. Yeah. He knows those men are lost. Yeah, they can't get them out. Captain, Captain, there's nothing we can do. Just watch them die slowly. Yeah. One of the things that I always wonder about is can they can they see the malp that's come through? Mm-hmm. And why aren't they looking at the malp, you know, in the in the few seconds that it that it has startled them that it's appeared? Um Yeah, the Malp is, has obviously come through. Yeah, see now, far see, he's approaching. He's approaching the Malp now. I think that that's what that means. Yeah, it's it's been several seconds now. I think he's probably trying to. So the Malp made it through far enough to transmit data. Mm-hmm. It's not like partially materialized. Mm-hmm. 
Another great exchange. She wants to study this. Of what? Yeah. Wouldn't you? Um. If I knew those people, I'd probably be sick watching it. Yeah. I I honestly don't think I could bring myself to 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 do it. Um. I'm with Jack on this. I couldn't. I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch. Yeah. I I would not sleep that night. Yeah. Now, when SG-10 dialed Earth, the gate only stayed open for a few seconds, and that was apparently it. It was probably open for for the 38-minute window. We think. Uh, hmm. I guess it wouldn't have been. It would have. No, not on their end. No. On their end, it would have only been open for a second. Yeah. Yeah. But then and it's the fact the... that we redial them that that gets the wormhole stuck open. Mm-hmm. And this is a great this is a this is a great notion too that that since they're close to the black hole, the gravity is is affecting uh, time downstairs. Mm-hmm. So topside, things are moving faster, mm-hmm. and no one so knows. So when they radio up, it sounds like they're talking slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we meet, of course, the great Marshal Teague. As Colonel Frank Cromwell. Cromwell? Marshall Teague has done a ton of stuff. He did an early episode of uh, Babylon 5, Infection. Oh, really? Gets that sort of gross alien creature thing stuck to him and becomes a walking alien weapon. Okay. Siler and his giant wrench. His wrench. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows the story of the wrench. This is between Siler and Martin Wood, who played Major Wood. Um, Major Wood. Major Wood. They, yeah, they uh, they had this wrench together, and they were often seen using the wrench and working with the wrench until I, th- I think RDA put a stop to it at some point. Yeah, like, somebody, it seemed like, one of the producers said, enough is enough. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, beautiful little visual choice. Norad's above them. Yeah, I won't be gone long. I thought you were going to make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be right back in a few days. This is something that you would have to try. Try to pull the plug. Yeah, Jack's got a great dumb idea. But they don't know yet that the Stargate is being powered by the other side now. Is that Siler with him? Yeah. Yep, that's Siler. Siler's about to get zapped. <laughs> of course. Shake it off, Sparky. Siler is uh, actor Dan Shea. He's also RDA's stuntman. So whenever there is an explosion to be had and somebody to get hurt by it, it's going to be Siler. 
We got to do it. Break, break Slather's back. Go right ahead. There he goes. Oh, poor guy. Electric shock. This is cool. Siler's down. Why does this always happen to me? <laughs> What's that from? Uh, that's 200? from two hundred. Are you kidding me? That's, that's one of the greatest lines. <laughs> I forgot how good this episode is. Oh yeah, and Tilka's taking one for the team too. He's steaming, yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to get him out of there. He's looking at the Stargate like, you did that to me. He's been going through the Stargate his entire life. He's yeah. never seen anything like this. Yeah. That's Stuff a cool from effect. our side is now being sucked through. Look at that. That is Which neat. Is a very bad sign. And she puts it together now. Yeah. Just listen to me. Lieutenant, close the iris. <laughs> close the damn iris before we you lose You are them an out. idiot. She is a captain. And a genius astrophysicist. And a national treasure. And a national... Don't make her ask twice. Oh, look who it is. Paul Davis! Oh, that's right. He's introduced in this episode. This is Major Davis's first episode. Colin Cunningham. And he's involved in the alien incursion next season. <laughs> That's right. Time is of the essence. So he's here to escort the general to the president. I don't think Hammond would have left his post. Mm. This is one of my small issues with the episode. It's, it's fun because it lets you see that... Um, you know, he can leave and come back and nothing will have changed downstairs. Mm. But I don't think he would have done it. It's mm. a good point. And I don't think, I mean, why would the president have asked to speak with him personally if the base is under attack? You don't, you don't pull your, your leader from there when, you know. Yeah. If it's an alien incursion, get the guy on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that, that's really my only issue with this episode. SGC's built a reputation for lunacy. So, I mean, you know, it's it's a good thing they have these safety protocols, obviously. And when we do get to foothold in Season 3, the fact that these safety protocols are in existence becomes sort of a, an important plot point. Mm-hmm. And everyone on the outside has already figured it out. Yeah, look at you, Major Davis. You already have it all figured out. Yeah.
exposition, exposition. We how we love exposition. Yeah, but these guys do it so well. This is true. It's just crucial to the plot. And the rain is falling directly down rather than being brushed aside as if they're... Oh, I guess, well, they're they're parked yeah, now, they, so... They stopped. And stock footage. And cut to stock footage. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to spend hours flying from Colorado to presumably to Washington, D.C. Yep. And then back. And then back again. I will be fine. Nothing more. I don't remember that. Gravity waves. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much techno babble in this, and they do it so well because it's it's that constant Carter. Exactly. Yeah. This is not really techno babble. For, for well, Stargate, it's it's legitimate technical technical exposition. Yeah, yeah. Techno babble means words. it's yeah, it's something that's that's constructed. Yeah, this is the, that's pretty legitimate. Yeah. And here we go. Yeah. These two guys got history. And this is one of my favorite Jack episodes because of this. Mm. Um. Jack has a, Jack has baggage, and this is one of those bags. Yeah. Um, or pockets, so by, or whatever you want to call them. By this point, we've learned uh, a, a decent amount about his background. We know that he did black ops. Yeah. We know that he was, what, he was in Iraq at some point? Yes. He was in prison? In we, he mentioned, no, he, he told Teal'c earlier oh, this season this, this that episode. he had been in prison at some point and we didn't know why until this episode right so that's um, in this episode and this is the man who's responsible for it um he was a pow and we Jack did not know him. that about him and it just it makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah Rick's you know, there is so great. You know they no, they no longer salute us. indoors now. Was that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does strike me as kind of weird that she salutes him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Air Force doesn't salute indoors. Mm. You sound slow, Lieutenant. Graham needs to get his batteries replaced. <laughs> but you know, from from his perspective, <laughs> she just sounds like she's talking really fast. Yeah, yeah. So this is basically that's lending support to the argument she's making right now, which is that the time dilation is now in the gate room itself. It's it's expanding. Mm -hmm. It's in the gate room. Eventually, it's going to reach the control room. 
and she's going to slow down with everybody else. So she needs to get out of the base. But they already are, though. I mean, that super brain of hers. Like everything below level 24 is slow. I have to leave so that I have more time to figure this out. Yep, he's back. And he's back. Salute. That's where she needs to get. Mm. Wouldn't work. Isn't that always the solution? Mm-hmm. We have no solution, so we're going to have to try and blow it up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And this is scary stuff, you know, you could destroy everything around it, but, you know, it may not destroy the, the drain that everything's going to, everything's yeah. going to go through. Then it sucks in Cheyenne Mountain, then it sucks in the state of Colorado. Imagine if Russia had done this. <laughs> How awful this would have been. Well, I mean, this really shows the sort of, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, using the Stargate, exploring the galaxy. Uh, you dial the wrong planet at the wrong time, and it's over. Mm-hmm. This is a cool There shot. are no Asgard at this point to come along and save us. Right. And that's what I miss about the earlier seasons. Um, yeah. The inability to uh, to solve certain problems... Uh, and not have our allies to turn to. Yeah. Or I should say, we have to solve problems ourselves. And Well, uh, I mean, even, even by Watergate, there's a similar problem in early season four, you know, less than two years after this, where that the, the fact that the Russians are operating a Stargate program sort of brings that element back a little bit. Mm-hmm. They don't really know what they're doing, and they're putting the whole planet at risk. Mm-hmm. And this guy's intent to stay behind a jack because they've got business to take care of. And Cromwell apparently wants to resolve this business. He wants to sort of confront Jack about it and sort of get him to acknowledge that Cromwell made the right call. Yeah. Leaving leaving him behind all yeah. those years ago. And he ain't going to do it. He just wants his forgiveness and he's not going to have it. <laughs> it'll ta- it'll give them time to go and get this bomb made when they uh right they need to get it
the in the novel, um, Boyd's got a wife, um, and she plays a bit of a part. Mm-hmm. So now Sam has about six hours to come up with a better plan. Uh, yeah, now that you've touched Somebody, now that you've touched the food, yeah, that's now right. That germs are on it. So many great little character beats in this one. <laughs> great beat. They don't have to say anything. And you know that I mean they would they would give their lives up for one another, all four of them. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you even notice that Daniel hasn't appeared yet? I did not realize it until you said it. The episode sucks you in so well that you don't care. You don't know that one of its star performers is not there. Yeah, well, there was a throwaway line at the beginning about how he was off-world. Yeah, he's off-world, and then he comes in at the end. And, you know, when when RDA is missing in 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 some of the episodes in the later seasons... You can tell that he's gone. Um, yeah, not not to say anything about about Daniel's character. Obviously. No, not at all. I think they're both this equally important. Is it's so just well so compelling, and such a compelling idea. I think because you, when you realize it, concerning the situation, the only thing that Daniel would do would be to to contribute a line or two every once in a while, like Tilk does. You know, they 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 would. This is a Carter story, really, in terms of in terms of her trying to figure it out. Yeah, she's the one who's got the skill set, and Jack is the one who has to deal with it because Tilk's been taken out of the picture. You know, I always love those episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation where they had to enter their command authorization code to set the self destruct. Does the, the first end. officer concur? Yeah. And that's what they're doing here. They're getting ready to blow up the SGC. Mm. Here he goes. Confrontation mode. Jack knows what he's trying to do, and he's not going to let him. Here, here he goes. It's really very well shot. They're standing on the opposite side of the room with their backs to each other. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. deliberately. Here you go. Oh. Hmm. 
this is a great use of taking established continuity. Yeah, the backstory. And because I mean the, the solitudes that was that was a conceit, you know. Enough enough staff weapon charges hit the Stargate and it jumps. Mm-hmm. You know that took some brains to even think of that. So to be able to do this again, and I love the donut metaphor, um, is great. <laughs> it's a great piece of the Stargate, sort of the way that the gate system works with the overload, because we end up using this several times. Several the times the series. Yeah, sometimes deliberately, like in this case, to make the wormhole jump to a different gate. I think uh, Touchstone was another one, wasn't it? Uh, Touchstone? In order to track down the the second Stargate that was that had been stolen by the, the rogue NID. Didn't we go to another planet and then do like a forced jump and it jumped to the beta gate no it didn't do that one no we we found it because of uh uh, um hammond's um contact we found where it was going to be sent and so we went and intercepted it at that airbase at that airstrip yeah i think earlier in the episode though they used to jump really yeah and they said i think they sent a map through and it was all dark where it was okay anyways Anyways, yeah, I know we'll it's have, used. We'll have and, to rewatch it. Yeah. So now we know. This is Jack at his best. Yeah, he ain't gonna do it. And yeah, he knows as, he knows that he's Cromwell right. As far as Cromwell is concerned, he had he had no choice. Yeah. There was no decision to be made. Yeah. Jack was lost. And I think he's right, you know, that that's the same damn thing. You know, it's just it's it's it sucks just as much that you can't get him out of there. Hmm. Jeez. <laughs> Look at the expression on his face. Five more minutes. <laughs> Relativity is working to our advantage. Yeah, they take off their um, the dog tags so that don't strangle them. Here's the, the bomb. bomb. Bender's stage right. Here's the bomb. I got your bomb right here. <laughs> and he's carrying a nuclear warhead. G suit? Are there, are there such things as G suits? I guess there are. I think so. 
I'm not sure what they do or how they work. I guess yeah. it's something how are they going to help you? Use. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So now, as if this episode were not cool enough already, with the black hole and the Stargate problem and the time dilation and the not techno babble, whatever we're calling it. Now we have these two guys going into a standing set that we're used to. We see the, the gate room all the time. That was just cool. They're going in sideways. It looks pretty good. I mean, you can still, I mean, th- there's a little bit of blue yeah. around the edges, but it still looks pretty dang good. It's, it's 1999 good. Yeah, definitely. time is continuing to pass upstairs days are going by do you remember how long it, it goes by in the end what does he say we'll know sometime tomorrow yeah yeah, if it's going to work or not, but... Yeah. I don't know, they'd probably lose close to a week after all this. Oh, more than that. Yeah. I would think. I would think more than that. Look at that. That is cool. That's awesome. The toilet drain. Yeah. It's similar to what uh, the Stargate did in the feature film, but the set wasn't big enough to do it in the series. I've checked the the storyboards for the pilot, and they had every intention of duplicating that. Where it, when it flushes forward, it then flushes backward, mm. and um, uh, the set was just too small for them to pull it off. But it looks like they were able to do it right there. Yeah, that's interesting. And now we see the gravity has reached the control room. Sorry, I'm just distracted by how awesome it is. Mm-hmm. Ah, Ooh. So painful. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, like, 20 seconds. We won't make it out. Then 10 seconds. Fine. <laughs> I don't care. seconds. Yeah, it's about to go. And nothing has ever taken that thing out before. The iris. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now that... Not a great visual effect. No, but that is cool. That is. The event horizon spinning. And now this is... Now we see Cromwell's only mission here. This is to get Jack... This is to save Jack now, because he couldn't do it before. And yeah. and Jack is just pissed. And we never knew up until this moment which guy's rope had yeah. the piece of glass on it. Yeah. And now we see it was Cromwell's. Yeah. I and love that look. He doesn't want to be the anchor that holds Jack down. Yeah. It's really a beautiful sacrifice. I mean, it's too bad that there, there's no reconciliation between them. 
but you know there, what? There it, sort of couldn't have yeah, been. Yeah, there couldn't have been. He, the, the man he hates sacrifices Gave himself, himself to save him. his life. Yeah. And a character that was only introduced 15 minutes ago, that ain't bad, you know? Yeah. So, oh, so they're starting to pull him back now. Look at that. Okay. Yeah. Marshall Teague brought so much to that role. It's not a big role, but he, he's such a memorable character in the history mm-hmm. of Stargate. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of it's because he gets lost. I mean, pre- he's presumably now on P3W451 with Boyd's team, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Along with pieces of an iris. You know, I always wonder what happened to Boyd's team at that point, you know? I mean, stuff was starting to come through and... Yeah, know. and they wouldn't have had any reaction time necessarily to get out of the way. But if it's as strong on that end as it is on the other end, they're not standing on the other side. They're gone. Yeah. They're either effectively frozen in place or they're already gone. Yeah. Pulled off the surface or something. Exactly. Because look at how strong it is. It's pulling them on that side. That's a great shot. Beautiful shot. <laughs> For the one line he does get, it's a good one. Yeah, exactly. That's my thought. It's been weeks, I think. Mm. Yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> Amazing episode. Great character stuff. Great mm-hmm. stuff for Jack. Great stuff mm-hmm. for Sam. Uh, great team stuff. Great uh, Stargate problem. Great everything. Classic. Period. I always hoped that as the show went on, they would they would bring back Frank Cromwell uh, because he was such an interesting character, and I love the actor. And, you know, you come up with something like, well, it took him a long time to sort of translate through the wormhole, so he ended up on the planet that they made it jump to, and not on P3W451. So then he's just sort of stranded and has his own story and eventually comes back around, or they go to visit that planet. But they you never, never told me this. They never brought him back. I didn't know that you thought about that. Yeah. You surprised me. Well... Good stuff. Yeah, it's a good show. <laughs> 